Hello, Kristen here. Before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you that the antidote is a thing that's happening. It's a series of monthly gatherings that will help you return to your body and your being over and over again in the face of, you know, 2024, election insanity, climate change, global wars, your own personal stuff, other stuff. It's crazy out there. And it's easy to abandon yourself and freak out. The antidote is for bringing you home to yourself so that you can be safe in your being even when the world outside of you feels objectively unsafe. And because everybody's marketing at you and there's no reason for you to believe me, you can head to jointheantidote.com to grab a free recording of the first session that happened this week so you can feel it instead of thinking about it to see if it's a good match for you. That is jointheantidote.com. Scroll all the way down and you will see a place to pop your email address in and grab the recording. Hello and welcome to That's What She Said, episode two, in which we talk all about uh, the big D, which is not dick, <laughs> it is depression and running a business. Sorry, I get, there, there's no dicks in this podcast. It's a shame. So, big D depression. Um, I know that it seems like I have pink hair and jump on beds all day because that's what happens on my website. But I promise you, as a Kristen Kelp, Master of the Universe, and thebrandcampblog.com, that is not the case. So depression came to me really early in life, um, meaning I was not out of college yet and started dealing with it on a really big, deep, I want to kill myself basis. Um, And so I understand what it's like to get out from under depression and then go back into it all while running a business. It's very cyclical. And the thing about depression that people don't understand is first, it doesn't feel like anything. You don't really feel much. And for me, when I do feel, it tends to be just this numb, vague, I wanna stay in bed all day. It's a little bit like an emotional hangover. Like a hangover, you're just like, ugh, I don't wanna do anything. Ugh, like I had too many beers, I just wanna stay in bed all day. Depression is like that, except it's my whole life at that at points in my life. So I have been on, I'm going to be super upfront, 20 milligrams of Celexa for a very long time. I tried some other drugs. They made me kind of stare at ceiling fans. So that's what works for me. I have done therapy. I have committed to movement regimes. I have done nutrition and I also uh, back that up with prescription medication. So if you are the judging type, feel free to judge now. But as you run a business with depression, there are going to be phases. There are going to be moments when you cannot stand your business and you want to give it all up. If you can recognize that you are in the midst of a depression, try not to make the decision to give up your business because you'll find that you can love it again. It's just a matter of you're having a really, really tough time mentally. And so the first thing that you want to give up is your business and you dream about going to work at Starbucks. I get it. I've been there. So today we're going to talk about really simple and practical ways to keep going when you're in depression or to prevent yourself from kind of falling back into that cycle because you get burnt out or you lack sleep or there's some big trigger that leads you to depression every time. We're going to avoid those and we're going to talk about running a business without depression. In 15 minutes or less because that is what I do and I've already used two minutes and 43 seconds. So here we go. First, 
and this is beyond the legal help sense of me giving you advice, you have to get help. I am not a certified or licensed professional in anything related to mental health. So it is your job to tell someone that you need help and then to go and get it, whether that is professional, whether that's therapy, whether that's holistic nutrition and movement, whether that is a psychiatrist, a psychologist, whether that's prescription drugs, or just getting more sleep, get yourself some help. You will naturally resist that, but I promise you that there is simply no substitute for help. You cannot do this on your own, okay? Second, tell someone what's going on. Doesn't mean you have to make an announcement like I did to the whole fucking world. Just means tell someone that you trust what is going on. A friend, a coworker, a relative, your spouse or partner. Um, let someone that you suspect will be empathetic and help you know what is happening. Because my guess is they haven't not noticed. They've just failed to mention to you how out of sorts or weird or odd things are. You think that you're hiding your depression really well, we all do, and we rarely are. So people are actually relieved when you tell them, like, oh, that's all, I thought you had brain cancer, you know? So just, <laughs> so let it be what it is and then tell people about it instead of hiding and pretending that you can do it and handle it and then it's going really well. Next, I want you to say it with me, I'm having a bad day in my head. So you can say that out loud, you can say that in your head, but it separates you and your identity from your brain which is free to have all the bad days it would like. So you and who you are as a human is not necessarily wrapped it up in the terrible thoughts you're having in your head. So when you say I'm having a bad day in my head, you're able to acknowledge that having a bad day and having a bad day in your head are two different things. On a bad day in real life, you might be in a car accident or something horrible might befall you or you might have angry emails from customers. But on a bad day in your head, you might have no external triggers whatsoever but feel as if you were having the worst day ever because of the thoughts in your head. Being able to separate those two things is tremendously helpful, especially when you're communicating what's going on to someone who loves you. Because that way they can't be like, well, you know, it's a really sunshiny day, just get out there. You know, like it's, it's not a bad day at all. And like you can understand, I can understand, yeah, I understand it's not a bad day out there, but it's a bad day in here in my head. It really helps to draw a line and it helps you communicate with your people. If you are behind or you've been hiding or you're otherwise not taking on projects at the rate you would like or you've promised deadlines and missed them, you want to reward your loyal clients in your business for sticking with you. You can say your health hasn't been up to snuff and then give new deadlines for when projects will be delivered. If you are behind, you can offer a discount, a special treat, or an incentive you know your clients will love. For example, for your patients, here's an extra gift certificate to you know, X store that they really love in exchange for their patients. It's okay to be where you are, to recognize that you're struggling. It's actually a really good thing to recognize that you're struggling because it means you're out of the phase where you're oblivious to your depression, which is the most terrible phase and which can take away a lot of weeks or months of your life. So instead of hiding, which will be your natural inclination, which will cause your business to fall apart, you step up and communicate. You say, thank you so much for your patience. I'm having some health problems right now. And in exchange for your patience, here's a reward, retreat, or a discount. And I just need this many more days or weeks, whatever it is. People are surprisingly graceful when they realize that you aren't just ignoring them, but that you're having some health issues and need a bit more time. 
I think you will actually be amazed by how lovely your clients are when you begin to tell them what's going on. And you can totally leave it vague. You don't have to be like, I shower once a week, I hate life, I can't get out of bed. You can say you have health troubles, that covers your situation, and it doesn't disclose too much, but it does communicate that you need a bit of a grace period that, to happen. So you're not hiding, you're communicating. You're able to differentiate the line between I'm having a bad day and I'm having a bad day in my head. You've told someone what's going on and you've gotten some sort of professional help. In this place, you want to work ahead. So pre-schedule posts for social media, for your blog, for your newsletter, on those days when you're feeling good. That might only be one day a week, that's fine. But being the sense that you're on top of things is going to feel so much better than starting at the very bottom of the pile and trying to dig yourself out. Because feeling perpetually exhausted and behind will make anyone feel gross and horrible and terrible and not want to get out of bed. So we want to get on top of things to, to some extent so that you can keep momentum going from there instead of feeling as if you're digging yourself out of a 300-foot hole. Next, and no one likes this, outsource. Where possible, you take yourself out of your business. That means someone can check your email for you. Someone can communicate with your clients for you. Someone can edit your photos if you're a photographer. Someone can double check your files, upload things, download things, schedule your blog posts, check for grammar. Anything that is not 100% it must be you can be outsourced in some way. So there's no one that can record this podcast for me because it's me. <laughs> but someone could, in theory, upload it to iTunes, make sure the artwork is correct, update the Podbean podcast, make sure that there's an email that goes with it, all those sorts of things. That's the place where you outsource. Truth be told, I'm so fast at those things that it takes me more time to communicate what to do than it does for me to do them. But if I was not good at that, if there was some sort of tech issue that I'm having, it is totally and absolutely okay to outsource any and all things that do not require 100% of your time or retention. From there, schedule as much as humanly possible during the times you know you're the most productive. So instead of trying to work at 10 p.m. when you know you work best at 6 a.m., dude, get on that. Schedule as much as humanly possible for the mornings because you know you work best then, or for the evenings because you know you work best then. It is absolutely worth paying for childcare or for meals to be delivered for whatever you need so that your most productive times are safe and sacred and are being used effectively, especially when you're depressed because you don't have as much of that genius productive time. So you really wanna guard it well and don't try and force yourself into working at like 2 p.m. when you know that that's terrible, everything's gonna take you three times as long and you just wanna take a nap. So really honor your own rhythms that everyone's are different. Mine is like wake up at, you know, seven and I'm working by eight and things are fantastic until about noon and then not as fantastic. And so that's when I have my scheduling posts for social media, hanging out on Facebook, those kinds of things that aren't as mentally taxing as writing and teaching and making podcasts and all of those sorts of things, right? It is 10.35 a.m. right now. I work during my super productive times. So acknowledge that you have a genius time, whatever it is, and then accept that working during that is the most effective thing you can do to manage your depression as you run a business, to be sure that you're honoring that rhythm. And then take it easy. I know this is really challenging, but when it's outside of your business, so if your business is this sacred container that holds everything you need to do to earn income in your life, 
then push out everything else. So you don't have to take part in the PTA meeting or drive your kids to soccer or do whatever. The list is just endless, right? Say no, ask someone else to do it. Ask for help, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help, ask for help. If you need help asking for help, I suggest reading Amanda Palmer's book, The Art of Asking, and get yourself help. And this is any sort of help. This is not professional help. This is like, hey, can you chop the vegetables while I'm making the rest of dinner sort of help. It's just this constant asking and asking and asking so that you're not doing everything yourself, which is one of the worst things you can do when you're depressed. And finally, wherever you can get it, pay for accountability. So sometimes the difference between getting something done and not getting something done is knowing that there's a deadline that someone else is counting on you for. So if at all possible, pay for accountability. You can pay a coach, you can pay a coworker, you can pay a spouse, you can pay a kid, I don't care. You pay someone who is going to make damn sure that you say that blog post is gonna be live at 3 p.m. on Tuesday and that it actually is live at 3 p.m. on Tuesday. So you're paying someone to get on your ass, to keep on you and to not let you sort of slip away into the ether and hide, which is what depression will 100% push you toward doing. If you want me to help you make the list of tasks that need to happen and to hold you accountable, that I can do. That is at brandcampblog.com slash dominatrixing-2015. So that is brandcampblog.com slash dominatrixing-2015. And I call it dominatrixing because I tell you what to do in what order and then I hold you accountable for doing it. There is no wriggling out of it or slipping away. Also, it's a funny name. So that's my tiny plug for me, but it doesn't matter if it's me. Anyone that you're paying to be accountable to is going to help you move through your depression in a way that's graceful and that doesn't sacrifice the integrity of your entire business because you let it crumble around you as you despair, which sounds really melodramatic, but I understand that that's how it feels and I have been there, okay? So let's quickly review the big D depression and running a business first and foremost get help get help get help get help get help professional help is of the utmost importance as you move through depression next tell someone what is going on a friend a coworker, someone who's going to be empathetic and support you as you take the next step with depression learn to say I'm having a bad day in my head it differentiates the bad day in real life from the bad day in your head they're often at odds Reward your loyal clients so that they are being totally and completely taken care of as you move through depression. And then don't hide from them as they try to communicate with you. Where possible, work ahead, pre-schedule posts. Take care of the times when you know you're the most productive. Outsource wherever possible. And then take it easy on yourself. Forgive yourself for this. I know that's not easy. Forgive yourself for this. And finally, wherever possible, if necessary, and it's probably necessary, pay for accountability. Because if you're paying for it, it is something you are much more likely to do than if you just ask a friend, hey, hold me accountable for this. That might work, but paying for accountability will for sure work. I've never had a dominatrix and client not finish what they say they're going to do by the time we're done together, simply because they have money invested in it, as well as time and talent and heart and all that good stuff if that makes sense. So may you, as you go about your day and your life, realize that you are not alone, you are not broken, you are deeply blessed, and you will get through this. I know it's hard, I know it is so damn challenging, 
but you can do this. You can bring your gifts to the world and you can defeat depression again and again in this lifetime. I believe in you. Thank you so much. I'm Kristen Kelp from BrandCampBlog.com. If you have any questions or comments, I can be reached via BrandCampOnline at gmail.com. And yes, my tech guy still hates my email address. Have a good one, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening. One more time, The Antidote is a series of monthly gatherings to help you come back to your body, your being, and your breath when it's most likely that you'll self-abandon. The antidote is the antidote to trying to do everything all alone, all by yourself, while you grow more stressed and you're generally freaking out and telling everyone you're fine, while quietly, or not so quietly, scream-sobbing in a private place between tasks. Let's not do that. Let's try something different. This is a really simple format, one gathering a month, on the first Tuesday of the month until the 2024 election. So we're practicing the skills that we will need in November now. And we're getting really comfortable with body, breath, and being now. And that's available to you at jointheantidote.com. There's a free recording. You can sign up. You can get more details. Enjoy, enjoy, enjoy.